0: Welcome, Welcome back, back to the, the Huckleberry Show. I'm your host Alexa. Today we are discussing and analyzing the components of satire in *The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn* by Mark Twain. On today's show, we have stars from Mr. Radzak's English Three Honors class from period five. Let's bring out our first guest, Schmitty. hello schmitty thanks for being here there are several components of satire which are parody exaggeration hyperbole irony understatement incongruity oxymoron and reversal all of which appear in this novel which component did you notice the most
1: while reading the adventures of huckleberry finn i noticed several examples of dramatic and situational irony in chapter five pop says i've been in town two days and i ain't heard nothing about you being rich i heard about it away down the river too. That's why I come. You get me that money tomorrow. I want it." This is ironic because he expects his son who has not seen him in a year to simply hand over his money just because his father is asking for it. The reader can notice this juxtaposition between Pap's high expectations for his son and his son's low expectations for his father. Another example of irony occurs in the same chapter when Pap gets upset with Huck for going to school, which would normally be something a parent should want for their child in order to better their life.
0: Did you notice any verbal irony?
1: Yes. From the very beginning of the novel, Mark Twain uses verbal irony to show how his characters contradict themselves and say things they do not actually agree with. Starting in Chapter 1, Huck describes the widow he is living with as dismal, regular, and decent, which highlights his internal conflict about his family life situation. It should not make sense to the reader how Huck could find the widow both unbearable and tolerable. An additional example I recognized was in Chapter 10, and it can relate to exaggeration. Huck states, his foot swelled up pretty big, and so did his leg, but by and by the drunk begun to come, and so I judged he was all right, but I'd rather been bit with a snake than Paps whiskey. Not only does this show Twain's use of verbal irony because of Huck's uncaring yet caring na- nature toward his father, but there is also hyperbole involved. Huck says he would prefer to get bitten by a snake than to take a sip of whiskey. This statement comes off as very extreme, especially since Paps' problem is not alcohol itself but the misuse of it to solve his problems. Thank you for your
0: time and for coming. Your theories are always so eye-opening. The next guest we will hear from is Doc Bay.
2: Hey, I'm going to be talking about hyperbole and how it is used in Huckleberry Finn. Wow, are there really hyperboles in this book? Yes, there are. For example, in Chapter 2 it states, There was a place on my ankle that got to itching, but I dast not scratch it. And then my ear begun to itch, and next my back, right between my shoulders. Seemed like i died if I couldn't scratch.
0: Based on your thought-provoking analysis, I'm curious about your thoughts on this quote.
2: He is not actually going to die if he does not scratch his body. This shows how he was tempted and anxious to scratch his body. As a reader, we understand that in this difficult situation, He had to be dead silent and not make one single move or sound, or he could possibly get caught. To further this point, we see the difficulty for him to not scratch the parts of his body that are itchy.
0: Interesting, thank you for coming. Our final guest is, Thank you for having me. I'm excited to hear what you have analyzed. Were there any examples of a reversal component throughout the story?
3: Yes. While reading, I found that in chapter two, Tom swore every boy to stick to the ban. It states, Never tell any of the secrets, and if anybody done anything to any boy in the band, whichever boy was ordered to kill that person and his family must do it. I and mean, he mustn't eat I and mean, he must sleep till he had them killed. Do you think this quote was supposed to be taken literally? Based on what Tom said throughout this quote, it's not realistic and not expected from thirteen-year-old little boys. This dialogue is expected from older adults who we as a society believe this kind of talk would come from. Being a little kid and talking about killing people is unexpected and shouldn't even be something they should think about. This quote is a prime example of what the reversal component means, and we can see that a lot throughout the story of Huckleberry Finn. Well, this has been a fantastic
0: show. Thank you to all of our guests, and tune in tomorrow for more discussion and analysis on The Hugley Show.